This podcast is produced by the ABA Journal. We bring you the latest legal news every day from around the web. Visit us online at abajournal.com. This is Jim Podgers, an editor at the ABA Journal. Today I'm talking with Jim McElhaney, the popular author of the journal's monthly litigation column. Jim is stepping down from that position after writing the column for the past 25 years, and I'm pleased to have worked closely with him on it for much of that time. One of the things that made the column so popular is the community of lawyers that Jim created to help him impart his lessons about effective trial practice. And at the center of the group was Angus the seasoned old pro who achieved legendary status after Jim introduced him to the column in March 1989. And we're going to talk briefly with Jim now about where Angus came from and why he was so important to the column. Okay, Jim, so tell me, who is this Angus anyway, and where did he come from? Angus is a name I came up with. For somebody who knew what the law was, knew how to explain it, knew how to talk like a real person, and set a good example. And I came across the name and because uh, I was on a committee when I was teaching at the University of Maryland, and there was a guy named Angus, and I said, that's it. That's the character I need, and that's where Angus came from, a real person and a real name. How much of the character did you add yourself? And now tell me honestly, is Angus partly you? Nothing but me and everybody I know. (laughs) That is to say, he certainly is not based on any one individual, but rather my idea of what a good lawyer is like who speaks clearly, simply, and has good ideas that are expressed plainly so anybody can understand. He is the antithesis of the know-it-all lawyer who talks in big, fancy terms trying to impress people. Why do you think, Jim, that he became so popular? I'm sure that you've heard from people who talked about him and the way you approached the column, because it wasn't just Angus. It was also all the other characters that hung out at places like the Brief Bag and Zapata's Chili House. Um, What is it about using a, a community of lawyers like that, these characters, that helped you tell your stories about and impart your lessons about how to be a better trial lawyer? Well, if you're going to have a hero who knows stuff, then he or she should be willing to admit mistakes. And Angus is certainly not above doing that and sometimes brings up mistakes that he made when he was early in practice. And so I think that you don't want to create somebody who is a know-it-all. You don't want to have somebody who is worshipped. You want it to be a regular person on the one hand, and on the other hand, somebody who is calm and simple, straightforward, makes sense. Um, And that means don't sound like a lawyer. And here I am already preaching that as professional communicators, that's our job, to be understandable to any reasonably intelligent person. 
Well, I hardly think that's preaching. I mean, I think that's one of the ongoing themes of your column over the past quarter century. In in thinking about how you used Angus and the other characters and talking about not just being a trial lawyer, but being a communicator, an effective communicator, what other lessons do you th- have you tried to bring forward in your column about lawyers as communicators? Well, I've had a fair number of ones who had done a very poor job and stubbed their toes, and it was obvious that they had done that. And, I, and I'd rather not have bad examples, but there are occasions that I've done that. But the point of it is not to hold that out as what lawyers are typically like. I really think our job is to be simple, straightforward, intelligent communicators that can get ideas across simply, which means we have to talk that way, think that way, act that way all the time because you're not going to have it as something you turn on or turn off. You've got to get committed to the idea that you are going to be simple and understandable and what you have to say is worth saying. You realize, Jim, that kind of philosophy makes you something of a rebel these days uh, when it comes to to how lawyers operate. Does it bother you that, that so many lawyers seem not to be able to show those characteristics, that they forget those lessons? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was interesting because I went to Duke University Law School and I started in 1962. Uh, My last year of undergraduate school was my first year of law school. And in the old law school on the Duke campus, very close to that magnificent church they have in the middle of uh, of the quadrangle for the men's college in those days. Now it's, of course, integrated men and women on both campuses that they have, uh, a silly kind of way to run a school anyway. But we would stand and talk and try to sound like lawyers, and then one day one of the law teachers heard us talking, trying to sound like lawyers, and said, you need to learn how to express all these ideas that you read and hear in legalese and learn how to explain them simply to real people, because that's your biggest, most important job. Wow. I was blown away by that. And I started getting away from legal aides when I was a first-year law student because this intelligent, thoughtful trial lawyer then gone to teaching law at Duke Law School stopped and told us, hey, you know, sure you want to learn how to use this language, but don't (laughs) learn how to use English again. You know, Jim, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you sound a lot like Angus yourself. <laughs> okay, so what's your next question, Mr. Rogers? Well, I think what what I'd like to ask to wrap up this short conversation is maybe you can just summarize in, in as brief a way as possible, then, what is the lesson that you have tried to 
convey to lawyers for the past 25 years? Sure. We are professional communicators. We talk and write and think for a living. It is a magnificent profession. The problem with it is it is burdened with academic or pseudo-academic legalistic clutter. And so the job of a good lawyer is to cut through all of that stuff that you picked up erroneously when you were in law school and learn how to make simple ideas simple again. That, I think, if you can make that the thing that you concentrate on, that is something to carry with you the rest of your life, which is what I've done. Jim McElhaney, thank you very much. It's been a great pleasure to talk to you, even in this short conversation, and I hope we get to do it again soon. This podcast was brought to you by the ABA Journal. For more podcasts on the legal issues of the day, visit us online at abajournal.com or subscribe for free to the ABA Journal podcast on iTunes.